Are you serious? I've got a Friends, hello, welcome, welcome to one more edition of the Brother Marcos radio show broadcasting directly from Sao Paulo, Brazil, to the rest of the world. We have people right now listening to us in Ireland, also in English, England, especially in the Cornwall area. We have people listening to our show in South Africa, in Slovenia. Oh yes, Slovenia, my friends. It's it's now a, a fashionable place because you know the the first lady of the United States comes from Slovenia. Oh yes, and we we have people all over the place because we are a big family. We are a big family. We are the real body of Christ. People who trust, they trust their eternal life lives. They trust their eternal destinies in the sacrifice that Jesus cross provided at the cross for them oh yes because we know my friends that we cannot save ourselves we need we need God's forgiveness and this forgiveness is given to us in the shape in the form of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at the cross God himself came to earth lived a sinless life and gave his life for us and it, it's such a great gift and uh, it's all up to you you know just accept it yes my friends we are here to talk once more about you know how should we Christians live in this crazy world we're going to talk about the topic of narcissism yes we live in a world of narcissists and we should not be really surprised about it because you know the bible te- told us told us very clearly that that was supposed to be the case yes if you if we read second timothy verse uh, chapter 3 starting with uh, verse 1 we can read here but mark this there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. You see, there is a big list here, you know, of ugly things that people do and about how people behave. But the first one, my friends, is people will be lovers of themselves. What is a lover of himself or oneself if not a narcissist oh yes that, that that's a narcissist okay so why should we be surprised people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful boastful they they love they love money i mean everybody loves money today they will do anything for money you know we we hear about those those uh, <laughs> millennial kids millennials you know, the young kids, they, they really think that they will be millionaires when they're 30. They really think, even though they, they haven't done nothing exceptional, 
they haven't really applied themselves to any kind of real work, they really believe that they will be millionaires. They deserve it. They think they deserve it. Okay? Lovers of money. Boastful. Oh, yes. Boastful. We see the Facebook posts. Okay? Look at what I'm doing here. You know, I'm doing this. I'm having this experience. I'm traveling. Look, I'm taking a selfie with this celebrity. They're proud. They're abusive. They're abusive. Oh, yes. They don't treat people kindly. They're disobedient to their parents. I mean, who are who are they in order, you know, to tell me what to do? You know, I'll do whatever I want. They're disobedient to their parents. They're ungrateful because they think that they really deserve everything. You know, they have never done anything to, to really deserve. They have no merit. But, you know, they think that the world has this big debt towards them. They're unholy, of course, because, you know, they dabble with occultism, with sexual sin, you know, all kinds of perversions, drugs, without love, unforgiving. They have grudges. Slanderous. They're quick, you know, quick to insult people. You see that on Facebook. It's amazing. Facebook, it's, it's like a window to the soul of people. You know, if we didn't have Facebook, we would not know what goes inside the minds of those people. So, in a sense, it, it, it's a blessing and it's a curse at the same time because you can really, you know, see what's inside the perverted minds of some people. Okay? Without self-control, they will do whatever they want with no regards to consequences. Brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, loves of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It's amazing. And some of them having a form of godliness but denying its power. It's exactly what we have been telling you. You know about the religion of false love? You know the love? I believe in love. Do you remember that video that the Pope published some time ago? You know, all those guys from different religions, Buddhists, New Agers, they, they were saying, I believe in love. I mean, it's easy to say that you believe in love. You know, just post on Facebook and say, you know, I believe in love. The other day I was seeing the, this Muslim guy and he had this uh, poster saying, I'm a Muslim, but do you trust me? I want, you know, give me a hug. And he had like the, this uh, blindfold. And uh, people were hugging him, okay? It's a form of godliness without power because their partners, they are there killing Christians, cutting off their heads, raping women, killing children, okay? But that's a form of godliness. That's the false love. It's easy not to really deal with the real problems. It's easy not to really help anyone, you know, not to practice charity and philanthropy or even sometimes you know it's just treating people in your family right with kindness but they have a form of godliness because they talk a lot about god love in their facebook pages okay 
have nothing to do with such people, says the Bible. Yes, my friends, why are we surprised? Okay, because we are seeing, I mean, that, that's, that's the age of the narcissists. And you see right now, my friends, I have been telling you about the consequences of the victory of Donald Trump in the United States. Okay? And uh, because it's exactly the same thing that has happened here in Brazil. In Brazil, they are still occupying around 1,000 high schools here in Brazil. You know, the Marxists. And you talk to people there. Uh, what they do is that these people, they are people like from NGOs, you know, some of them, they get money from George Soros. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, from the open society. And uh, some of them are from uh, unions, Marxist unions, you know. They are totally communist. And uh, they control the teachers in those schools. And uh, some of them are, are from political parties. So if you have like 30 people or 40 people occupying a school... I mean, 30 are, you know, professional militants and maybe 10 are real students, okay? They're like less than 1% of the total students there. The other students, they're being kept at home. They're going to lose one year of education. They're going to fail because of that. They're going to fail. Can you believe that? And... uh but he, sometimes they speak to the press because the media, you know, it's all leftist and they will interview those kids and they, you know, it's like they know everything. You know, they say, ah, the school belongs to us. We're going to make a revolution. You know, we're going to change the country. We're going to make a difference because it's, everything is wrong and we're going to make it right. It's like they're 16, 17, but they know everything about the world. They know all the solutions, they know everything, and they really think that they're doing something magical, something uh, amazing, because they're narcissists, you know, and and those guys, you know, those, they're demonic people, they know how to manipulate those people, okay, they know how to manipulate those kids, so they use those kids as a front, okay, because it's much uh, it gives them credibility, okay? It's something different to say, you know, the, the political parties, the Marxist parties, they invaded and they are, they are occupying a, a, a school, okay? Because if you say that, you know, the police w- could go there and remove them from the school. But if you say, no, the students are occupying the school, then it's another matter, you see? And that's what we are seeing. And... In the United States, exactly the same thing. They're paying those people. And those people, my friends, I'll tell you, their problem is not with Donald Trump. They are really concerned about their identities. Okay? Because they are narcissists. Because we have a generation of Marxists, of narcissists. Okay? And when they see that other people People who think in a different way, they are having some power, they feel threatened, okay? Because they really believe that they have the perfect way of life. They think that they have liberty. They think that they can have promiscuous sex. They can have drugs, okay? 
they can't stay you know you, you know most of them they live in the basement of their parents they don't work and they smoke weed all day that's what they do they go to parties they drink a lot and they do drugs and casual sex that's what they do get a lot of tattoos you know and live la vida loca la vida loca while their parents are paying for that okay that's what they do of course they don't know when they get to be 40 or 50 they'll probably commit suicide or live in the the gutter you know of course that's what what's going to happen but now when they're 25 they're living la vida loca la vida loca my friends and they feel threatened because other people say no it's important for society you know to have a stable family to have kids you know to to really give them a, a real education to you know give them stability you know to to have a job to contribute to society they don't like that they feel threatened it has nothing to do with ideology you know because they were voting for a woman who is in bed or was in bed with the wall street people hillary was was a woman that was you know practically an employee of goldman sachs you know the illuminati bank of the globalists so it's it, it has nothing to do with ideology it has nothing to do about you know distribution of wealth no they are totally concerned about their way of life and they you know they they, they will feel threatened because that's the way narcissists are and i really my friends i i, I really recommend that you read the many books that, that are there about narcissism. You know, it's, I, I don't remember the name of the book right now, but it, it's like the bestseller. You know, if you go to, to the Amazon and you, you know, just write there, Marxism, uh, narcissism. Uh, it's funny, because, <laughs> you know, the two words, they even sound like, you know. And uh, it's, a, it's a big problem. It's a big problem because you know narcissists they they are very protective of their psychological projections they they are afraid of what they call cognitive dissonance. What is cognitive dissonance is when you believe in something, but the reality tells you that you know that your belief is wrong, okay. So it's like, I think that the sky is green, but when I look up, the sky is really blue. And this creates cognitive dissonance, you know, creates some kind of confusion in my mind. And I need to protect myself from the discomfort of that, of that dissonance. So what I will do, I will try to be a hysteric, okay? I will believe in my own feelings and not in the in the reality. Okay? And this hard reality, you know, I will fight it with all my energy. And that's what they're doing when they go out to the streets and they try to destroy things, you know, set stores on fire, you know, break windows and things that they're doing, you know, beat up people. You know, that's what, 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 what is called narcissistic rage, okay? And there is a, de a definition, there is a psychological definition for that. Narcissistic rage occurs when the narcissist 
perceives he's being personally attacked by someone else. Okay? That's the problem. You know, when they see the victory of the conservatives, they, they believe, wow, I'm being attacked. My life's going to change. You know, grandiose self-worth, vanity and entitlement are basic characteristics of this disorder. When these are challenged, it often leads to narcissistic rage. Narcissistic rage is a reaction to narcissistic injury, a perceived th threat to their self-worth or self-esteem. Their rages can be of the two, two types, explosive or passive, or, or passive-aggressive. The explosive rage, the one we are seeing now, are just as they sound, explosive, volatile, outbursts, which can be verbal, physical, or both. You know, the guys are saying, you know, rape Melania, rape Melania. They're telling people to rape Trump's wife. They are beating up people just because they're white. That happened in Pennsylvania. Okay? I think it was in Philadelphia or somewhere near Philadelphia. They went to this university. You know, a bunch. I mean, come on. 150 people. Mostly black people. And they were beating up white people just because they are white. And they would say, well, you voted for Trump, so you deserve to be beaten. The passive-aggressive rages are exhibited as withdrawal into a sulky, silent treatment as the means to punish the offender. Okay? So, that's how they believe here. It's very interesting. They, they will say, I am a good person because I hate racism and I vote for Hillary Clinton. Okay? This naturally leads to the narcissist's flip side of the equation. Anybody who opposes these beliefs is an evil, bad person. Okay? The re recent meltdowns we are seeing are a perfect storm of these two dynamics. In the one hand, we have a belief system so contradictory and out of touch with reality that's the cognitive dissonance that we're, we were talking about, that a situation in which reality has contradicted it has generated mass cognitive dissonance. On the other hand, the people experiencing the dissonance emotion are treating it as an existential threat to their personal identity and self-worth. That's, that's the, you know, the crooks. That, that's the core of the matter here. You know, they see the victory of the conservatives as an existential threat to their personal identity and self-worth. Because they will now have to look at the mirror and realize that not everybody really admires them. Not everybody really admires their way of life. You know, because they don't have any accomplishments. They, don't, they basically are bolsters that, you know, haven't done anything in life. So they can, can't not respond in a healthy manner and are instead freaking out. It's psychological, my friend. And it really started in the 60s. Oh yes, it started in the 60s. In the 60s with, you know, that, that, that whole thing about um, you can do whatever you want. What was that song? You know, the greatest love of all. I know the greatest love of all. You know, it's, it's, 
the greatest love of all is to love yourself. That's not what the Bible tells us. Okay? That's not what the Bible tells us, my friends. That the greatest love is to love yourself. Come on. What does the Bible tell us? Okay? That the greatest love of all is, is, is to love yourself. If we go to Philippians, the second chapter, okay, starting with verse 3, we can read this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Okay? It's amazing. You know, because, you know, it's, you know who is the one who really loves himself above everything? It's Lucifer. It's Satan. He's the one who started all this. Okay, but Christians, Christians, okay, they have encouragement from being united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Here we see Paul telling people, Christians, you know, to be united in love. You don't do things, you know, because you want to get ahead, because you're conceited, because you want, you're proud, and you want, you know, to look better than the others. You know, rather in humility, value, value others above yourselves. I mean, this is basically the contrary, the opposite of everything we see in the world today. Not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of the others. I mean, is that what we're doing right now? In the churches? In the, I mean, I'm not even talking about the world. I was reading here a post from Pastor Michael Hoger. And, and, and here's his post I'm going to share with you because it really shows the reality. You know, it's not only, it's not only, my friends, the crazy leftist Marxists who are, you know, completely out of their minds and immersed in self-love and pride. Okay, so, so let's read it here. He says, I am perplexed. A long-time church choir director has a daughter who is a lesbian. The pastor of the same church has a daughter who is a drunken lesbian. Well, this must be a great church. These daughters were raised in church, a family who has had their membership in several churches. Has a daughter who is a lesbian who also had an ongoing affair with a pastor's wife. A pastor of a church is now an open homosexual. The same church, which has a different pastor now, has a minister of music who is an admitted homosexual, and apparently no one seems to think it's a problem. These churches are in our county. I mean, he lives in a very conservative place, okay? I think it's Ohio or something. You know, it's a very 
uh, almost Bible Belt country, actually, okay? It's not California, it's not Oregon, it's not Washington State, okay? It's, I think it's Ohio or, or Michigan, something like that. They are Southern Baptist churches. Is this something that is widespread? Oh, I'll tell you, it is. It is. And this is my, my response to him. And I, I know this is going <laughs> to probably, you know, insult some Americans, but there is a Jezebel spirit of rebellion in America that tells young women to be tough, independent, and aggressive. Most lesbians only take this spirit to its logical consequence, which is complete rejection of traditional values in an attitude of defiance. Churches are all about attendance, projects, and group activities. That's Christian tacos. Okay, If you follow this show, you know what it, what it means. Christian volleyball. A person can be a narcissist and have a proud spirit and still be a model church member because, you know, this person participates in all those projects. You know, what the pastor should instead be talking about humility, compassion, and repentance from sin. Because, my friends, Christianity, it's not about group activities. It's about the heart. It's about the attitude. Because we're nothing. We are nothing. Okay? We are depraved beings immersed in sin. And I'll tell you, it's not because you have been saved that automatically you were perfect. If you do not open yourself to the work of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not work in your heart. You know, that's why so many people, you know, I don't know, you could, you could even say, well, maybe they, they are not saved. I don't know. Maybe they are saved, but they never let the Holy Spirit work in their lives. They never stopped, you know, and asked God to search their hearts to see what is wrong with their hearts so, you know, they could change. Instead, they just go to church and participate in activities, you know, proje projects, and things, such, uh, things like that. You know? And there's a spirit of rebellion. In the United States, I'll tell you, especially the women, you know, if, if you watch any any TV program or movie, you have those women, you know, usually more than ever now. They are super tough. They're very masculine. They, they you know, they, 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 they can fight. They can beat the, the crap out of people. Okay? And some some girls, they are lesbians because of that. It's, it's kind of, you know, the... the, the, the it's an attitude of defiance, of rebellion. It's like telling, you know, I can do whatever I want. I don't need a man. I'll do whatever I want. Okay? And that's what's happening. That is what's happening. I'll tell you. I'm going to stop here for a minute for the commercial break. And we will be back. This is Professor Lamsrath. I strongly suggest you read... Eyes to See Unseen Enemies by Paul and Linda Villanueva. This book examines and explains the problems with so many of today's churches and ministries. You will learn about the false spirits invading churches and the occult practices that have crept into the house of God. More importantly, you will get the tools 
needed to protect yourself and the ones you love. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies is available at all online digital book retailers. Go to fifthhookmedia.com for further information. This is Professor Lamsrath, and I am making Eyes to See Unseen Enemies required reading in all of my courses. So I'll see you in class. Okay, my friends, we are back from, from the commercial break and we are talking about this attitude of narcissism, of pride, that is the main characteristic of uh, the world today, of this new generation, okay? And uh, it really explains why we are having, you know, why Marxism has such a big appeal to people especially to young people, they love Marxism. Why? Because Marxists say, you can do whatever you want. Okay? They would never talk about... It's not about politics anymore. You know, the Marxist discourse right now, the Marxist propaganda, is not about giving money to the poor. It's all about, you know, being yourself. You are free to do whatever you want. Okay? You are free to live in the way you want. You are free to live the vida loca. Do not let anybody tell you that you are wrong. Okay? You can have a promiscuous sex. You can have your experiences. You can do drugs. You can change your gender. And nobody can tell you you are wrong. Okay, you are the best person in the world. That's what they're they're saying right now, and it really works. And and I see that, my friends, because it's very different. Marxism in Brazil, because it's such a poor country, you know, it has a lot of appeal to poor people, because poor people believe that you know they're gonna have more money. They were, you know, that the rich people they're oppressing them. But in the United States and in Europe, it's all about the personal lifestyle of the people. You know, and and I'll tell you what they're doing. I'll tell you they're letting these things just develop because they want chaos. They want chaos, my friends. And we're gonna talk a little about that in the end of the show. But that's basically the whole the whole reason. Okay, and we see things like that. I I, I want to discuss a little bit about this woman here because I think she's such a perfect example of uh, what they're trying to promote today. Have here this this woman here. Her name, well, she's got a strange name. Sounds like a male name to me, but anyway. Her name is Glennon Doyle Melton, okay? And it's interesting because she's supposedly a Christian, Okay? And uh, she was, she, she's super, okay, super famous, okay? And I'll tell you, she's the perfect example of the Marxist thought, okay? Demonic thought that tell you, you can do everything wrong, and you're, but, you know, it doesn't matter. You're great. You're the best person in the world. You do not need to change. I'm not saying that, you know... If you did some bad things in your life, you're not worth anything. That's not what I'm saying. 
But when you do some bad things in your life, you know, the right thing to do is to repent and try to develop yourself and try to change. Okay? You repent and you change and you try to do the, the right things. You know, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying, no, if you, the more you do the wrong things, you're more, uh, like, say, you're, you're more authentic. You're more natural. You're a real person, okay? So you're better. You know, people who really, if, if you marry, you'll never cheat, cheat your wife. If you stay with your wife for 30 years, it, mean, it means there's something wrong with you. That's what they will tell you, Okay? The real authentic person will do a lot of bad things, okay? We'll commit adultery. We'll be addicted to drugs, you know? We'll do some stupid things. Oh, then that person is authentic. It's a real person, okay? That's what they're selling, okay? And people, because they're right now, they're narcissists, they want to believe that. So they're looking for models who tell you, who will tell them that their lives are, you know, they're okay. All the wrong things that they're doing are okay. Because they want peace of mind, my friends. That's, you know, that's the most, I I think, besides money and sex, that's the most powerful force in this world. You know, the search for peace of mind and that's what marxism the religion of the antichrist you know it, the new world order is all about people want to feel good about themselves with their sins okay so here we have the, this woman okay okay what is about her she has bulimia alcoholism anxiety depression and drugs Okay, so that's it, my friends. Okay, people want, want, want to know everything about her. They know the contents of her refrigerator, how she looks when she first wakes up, where she finds God, and what she says in response to her eight-year-old daughter's mid-dinner inquiry about how babies are made. Okay, you know, she has a blog with seven million readers a week. This message here that we're promoting to you, you know, it's not even one thousandth of her audience because that's not what people want to hear. People do, want, do not want to listen to the truth. They want to listen, you know, to know that, that the person who has bulimia, alcoholism, anxiety, depression, and drugs, is, it's okay because it makes them feel good about themselves. All right? And then she found out about her husband's infidelity. And she wrote a book. Oh, but then Oprah. Oprah chose her. Chose her book. It's called Love Warrior. A memoir. You know? And then, okay, it was a part of a book club selection that catapulted it onto the bestseller lists. Yes, my friends. But the problem is that she says she is a Christian. She is a Christian. And, and here's, here's her, her message. I am a recovering food and alcohol addict, but I still find myself missing food and booze in the same twisted way. 
someone can still love a person who beats them and leaves them for dead. So you see, it's everything is about you know feeling good about your own sin. Okay, she still misses booze. She's not a new creature. Okay, and there she goes. Okay, there she goes. There she goes. Then she finds out that the, her her husband is uh, committing adultery. Okay. She has a book essays. I mean, I mean, it's it's completely stupid, because she has really nothing good, nothing interest, interesting to write about, and she has seven million readers. Okay. So the problem is, uh, okay, here it is. Uh, her book talks about the couple's first meeting 15 years ago during a drunken bar crawl in downtown Washington. So you see, everything can do, anyone can do better than, than she did. The abortion of her first pregnancy. Okay, so you see, you, you do all those things, you go, you know, get drunk and fight in a bar, you have an abortion. You never need really to repent because you're such a wonderful person. You just move ahead, okay? Yes, my friends. The, their backyard wedding after she became pregnant a second time at 25. Their struggles with communication sex. Her husband's porn habit and extramarital one-night stands. So, I mean, it, it's, it's all here. And they, t you know, the conclusion... Is grace. It's about complete um, acceptance without repentance. You understand that? That's what it's all about. Okay. It, it really what she says here is, uh, I don't need to repent. Actually, I can do all those real things, uh, the, the, these wrong things. I can hurt. Myself, I can hurt my husband. <clears throat> my husband can hurt me. <clears throat> I can hurt my kids. Okay? I can hurt God. Okay? Because what, what she's doing most than anything, she is really despising God. That's what she's doing. But it really doesn't matter because I really found acceptance. And she really uses, she misuses the word grace, okay? And now, what is she doing? Okay? She just announced it on Facebook and Twitter that she has a new girlfriend. Oh, yes. She writes, feels like the world could use all the love it can get right now. So today I'm sharing with you my new love. And her new love is a woman. Is celebrity soccer champion Abby Vanbach. I think Americans would say Wanbach or something like that. I don't know. That's a German name. Vanbach. So it's a soccer player. Okay. She looks very German, actually. The blonde pair smiled together in a photo posted Sunday night on her blog. Okay, and her Facebook page. Oh my God, she's so good to me. She loves me for all the things I've always wanted to be loved for. I mean, all her sins. Understand that, 
that, that's really the core here of the, her thought. Okay, she loves me for all my sins. Okay, I don't need to change. I, I, I don't need to be a better person. I don't need to repent. She's just my favorite, my person. Okay, that's amazing, my friends. And she says she's Christian. She is a Christian. Instead of encouraging women to overcome sin through confession, her confessional style glorifies and normalizes the very sin Jesus shed his blood to forgive. Yes, it's true. But you know the problem? The problem is not that this person is, you know, just some person that is not a Christian, is in the world, we would expect her to be that way. No. She regularly speaks at Christian events and churches. Oh yes, that's what they do. Those churches, they bring her to talk and share her, her story. Because now Jesus Christ is all, all about accepting sin. You can do you know whatever you want because you're great. It's the church of the narcissists. You know, if you're a narcissist, you go there. Okay? And they congratulate you for your behavior. Christian writers are congratulating Melton on Twitter on Sunday night. Another Christian mom, I, I think it's amazing. I, I only call my, I, I don't even call my mother mom, okay? Much less other mothers. She's a mother. She's not a mom. You know, a small kid can call his mother a mom. But, you know, she's not a Christian mom. I, I don't know why Americans do that. Mama. She's a Christian mama. No, she's a Christian mother. And she's not a Christian, but that's another matter. Okay? Another Christian mother and blogger, Jen Hatmaker, is congratulating her. It's the one who came under fire last month for announcing her support of same-sex marriage. You know what they do? They have those, those big... Uh, Things that those big seminars, conferences for women, you know, and that I'll tell you, that's one of the worst, uh, the worst, my friends, threats to Christianity right now. Okay, that's one of the worst Christianity threats right now that 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 we have. Because, you know, it's some kind of teaching that they're doing that is extra church. It's, it's made outside of church. And they go after women, narcissist women who want to feel good about themselves. You know, because it's hard. You know, all the, the, basically the culture today says that women only have value if they're young and sexy. Okay? And so when they're 40, they think they're like garbage, good for nothing. There, you know, some of them, they, they really believed in the, the feminist lie that their careers would be a paradise. They would be so happy with their careers, okay? And then they find out that the companies really don't care about them, that their bosses are evil, and that their bosses, they make their lives miserable. They have a miserable life, and now they're getting old, and they're getting ugly because that's the way nature works. And they, they go to those seminars and conferences and they're told all lies. You know, the kind of lies that, that people... It's just like that book, like that, that book, Eat, Pray, and Love. It's all about, you know, doing whatever you want. 
you know, you are great, you are the best. And that's why, I mean, the, the author of that book now, you know, she was, I know her lover left her, left her, you know. And now what, what does she do? You know, she gets, she gets a lesbian lover. Oh, yes, to make her feel good and validate her feelings, you know. So it's all about narcissism. You know, it, 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 it's that kind of passive-aggressive reaction of narcissists against the cruel reality that is really threatening their, their self-identity and their self-esteem. So I'm going to get a lesbian lover to make me feel good about themselves. Of course she's not happy. Of course she's not. But what is important for her is to tell the world that she's happy. Okay, and we see here. Do you remember we were talking about the boastful people, you know, people lovers of themselves in Second Timothy three? You know, what's the continuation of that of that verse of that passage? They are the kind who warm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women, who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. So you see, if we go here, and, and, you know, and we read uh, other translations, like, you know, the KGB, KGV say, says, and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes, another, another translation here. Weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. So you see, my friends, how it works. They go to these conferences and to the seminars. You know, they pay money. I mean, good money. Okay, real money to listen to this this women here, this Glennon Doy Melton and this Jen Hatmaker. Yes. Melton has 645,000 Facebook fans. And, and what she says my, about, about her family, okay? She says that her ex-husband, who is an adulterer and a I'm sorry, he's a real mangina, that's what he is, a weak man. That's another reason we have this kind of uh, uh, women, proud Jezebel women, because of their weak men that they have, we have today. I'll I told you before that most of the American Christians that I know, you know, the woman wears the pants in the house. Yes. I'm not afraid to say that. I could give you so many examples. And she says, They're lucky kids to be surrounded by so much love. We have family dinners together, all six of us. And Abby cooks. She's an amazing chef because Jesus loves me. You know, Jesus loves her and that's why Jesus provided her with a lesbian lover who can really cook great meals. We go to the kids' school parties together. We're a modern, beautiful family. Our, ch our children are loved, so loved. And because of all that love, they are brave. You see here, the pride. They are brave. They are tough. They are American tough kids. 
Oh, yes. It's so beautiful. It's all about the love. You know, it's the same love that that that, uh, that uh, Pope Francis is talking about. Okay? It's the same love. So, my friends, here's the conclusion. Okay? We're beating around the bush for too long. So, he... Here is the conclusion. What is happening is that since the 60s, you know, the, the Luciferians, the Satanists who control this world, the media, the culture, the movies, they're telling people that they can do whatever they want. Okay? They're telling people that they can actually become more authentic if they do wrong things. And now, because of the, all this teaching, we have now a generation of narcissists, okay? And that Marxism also was teaching people, you know, that you need a Marxist government in order, you know, to protect your freedom to do wrong things. Basically, it's that. When they say, you know, we need the government to provide abortions, we need the government to provide uh, homosexual marriages. You know, Marxism is not all about redistributing wealth. It's not giving money to the poor anymore. Marxism now is all about the big government protecting sin. So you see, this is a big change, alright? This is a big change. And now we have the conservatives, you know, the conservatives, they're, they're seeing that their, their lives are being destroyed. They're seeing that, that, you know, the government are destroying their, their, their life, life, livelihood, you know, their capacity to support their families, the capacity to have a home, their ability to bring food to the table, okay? So we have a disconnection here. Some people, they want the big government. Some people, they don't want the big government. So there's chaos coming, okay? Because it's a totally different way to see things. Alright? And my friends, the way that they work is through Hegelian uh, synthesis. Okay? So they will have... Uh, you, you're going to have a, a, the a thesis and an antithesis. Okay? It's a proposition, a counter-proposition, and you have synthesis, okay? That's what they're going to do. The solution for all that, they will say, is just a new reality. It's a new age, okay? In this new age, you're going to be able to do everything you want, and you're going to be able also, okay, to survive, so you're going to destroy the banks. You know, if, if you have paid attention to all our last shows, we know that there is this big new age coming. That's the Antichrist system. They will say, no, the banks, we, you know, we're going to bring down the banks. We're going to distribute money to the poor. We're going to, you know, give money to the poor. Uh, and uh, people will be free to do whatever they want. Okay, that's what they're going to bring. So, but they need the scales. They, they, need, they need this conflict. And we're going to see a lot of, lots of conflict in the, the next uh, year or the next couple of years. Who knows? But they already have the solution to both sides, okay? To both sides. This is going to be 
the, the this this new age of freedom that's what the antichrist will promise people you'll be able to do whatever you want you're going to have love 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 no just meditate do lots of meditation and contemplative prayer and then you can love whoever you want you can be a lesbian you can be a gay person you can you know live uh, you, you can have drugs you can have uh, you know legalized uh, marijuana you can have it all okay and for the conservatives they will bring down the banks they will say that you know now you have economic freedom now you can make money now the government will not tax you anymore so much okay and then the, those people who really put so much i mean the problem with conservatives is that they're putting more uh, they're more concerned about the economic problems than the moral problems okay so if you give them money and say you know you're now you know you don't have to pay as much taxes as before they'll be glad so there's a convergence of interests okay they need now the conflict because they will bring a solution for everybody and it's coming okay it's coming my friends but meanwhile what can i tell you you know just think about others just remember that we are nothing just remember okay you, you were born you know naked okay naked almost blind and without you know you could not speak you didn't know a thing about this world all right we are nothing we can die any day so do not believe in that Th regard others higher than yourself okay try to do good live in dependence of god okay we don't even know i i don't even know what i'm gonna do today i need god's guidance i need god's help even to know what i'm gonna do today okay even to have the strength to do the things i'm supposed to do I need the guidance to know what I have to do, to have my priorities, okay? So you see, my friends, narcissism is, narcissism is basically madness. It's the denial of reality. So flee from that. Live in submission and humility to God. That's the right thing to do, okay? Thank you very much for your attention. I hope you have learned something today. Uh, I pray that God bless you this week and that we may see each other again next week. Bye-bye.